Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 264. My name is Danny Murray. I'm Gray Merrigan. Distracted by your phone at the intro, man. <clears throat> My Probably. God. So this this is why we haven't won an award in several years. And meanwhile, there's me, a multi-award TV personality, because I don't get distracted and I'm professional when <laughs> I do the job. <laughs> How are you, Dan Joe? Uh, I'm great, man. Sure, it's you know, I mean, toughest decision I've had to make all week is uh, what side of the mantelpiece my many TV awards are going on. So I'm flying, Greg. <laughs> flying. How, how are you? Is your mantelpiece laden with silverware? Um, no, it's no, not. didn't didn't think so because you're not a multi award and TV personality like me. Anyway, Graham, have you had a good week? Um, yeah, start started in your gaff. That's true. Yeah, we had a rare face to face uh moment. Yeah, what what were we there for, Dan? Uh well, well I'm getting married soon, Graham. So we decided to get go into the chapel. Gonna get married. And uh, we got the grooms and the bridesmaids together. Um just so that you know to get rid of some of the the, the the awkwardness on the day for people who haven't met each other, so to speak. And uh yeah, yeah, so I, I I had a nice day. Got to eat pizza, was delighted with eating pizza. Um, and, uh, you know. I, I had a great day. I, I was just disappointed the dogs weren't there. I'd sent them on a holiday ground. There was a lot of people around. It would have been a lot of excitement, especially for Lupo. He doesn't do well with that kind of... That level of excitement would tip him over the scales. Right, fair enough. Graham, who is our sensational guest this week, please, and thank you. Our sensational guest, um, he, he, he was covering the Taylor Serrano fight. Um, he's got the best dimples in all of the world. I used to say Ireland, but it's now just... The best dimples ever because he's gone global now. He is he is global, global now. beyond yeah, he's belief. Big for us, so we're actually honored to have him on for about this the twelfth time. But he he his dimples just make me smile every time I see them, as well as his dog Reggie and his lovely partner Elaine. Um, they're a great trio. It's the amazing, sensational, the Blanchardstown butcher, <laughs> PT Carroll. <laughs> Leeson's are going to fucking kill me if you're calling me the Blanchardstown Butcher. Them lads have been here for too long, do you know what I mean? But I'll, I'll accept that, lads. I'm delighted to be back. Um, I believe my my career has spanned many episodes on this show, each one of them at a different crux of time. I mean, I can remember like two times ago, I was like, lads, I don't know if I'm going to still be doing this in two weeks. And then the last one was appearing with Ariel before the launch of the Spotify show. And now this one, my first, uh, well, international trip, Bar London, since the mm. pandemic to New York, which was uh, the scene of an amazing boxing bout on Saturday night. Unreal. That's mad as yeah. well, because I remember the conversation. You were, am I right saying you were going to apply for a job as a cleaner? No, that was back in 2017. That was a different one. That was before I got the MMA fighting job. <laughs> but I, but I, I, th- I, thought, I thought you were again before. I did get that job, by the way. Not just applied for the job. <laughs> applied and got the job. And I had to turn down your man. And I said to him, he goes, well, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to cover mixed martial arts. And he was like, oh, best of luck, mate. <laughs> Boy, there's, there's a part of me that sincerely hopes that he uh, he just Googles you every so often. And now he's seen you in Madison Square Garden covering fight of the year. And he's like, son of a bitch, did it. You know I, mean? I don't know. Pavel, Pavel didn't seem to have much respect for the mixed martial arts, to be fair to him. So well, I doubt he has. <laughs> listen, it's it's his loss and it's everyone else's gain, Petey. It's his loss and it's everyone else's gain. But how are you, my friend? Because it's been it's been a minute since we last spoke to you. As you said, you you, you had Ariel uh, with you last time, um, but but now you're back flying solo, so you don't have to behave as as well as you did previously. 
Yeah, that's it. Like once he's, you know, he's like me, uh, MMA media daddy. I have to watch him pace and cues around him. But I tell you what, man, seeing him there at that event, like that's, that's the, like, I mean, I know he's doing a Jake Paul fight. He was doing the in-ring interviews, but to see him at these events, like he's actually doing as many interviews as Eddie Hearn and Jake Paul. Like it's, mm. it's an incredible amount of influence he carries from our sport into this sport. And me and Chuck were basically just, we were kind of shadowing him. I'd say for the media day and to see the amount of things he has to do, like that face to face he did with Heron and Jake Paul. I don't know if you saw that. I actually we were, really enjoyed that. Brilliant. Mm. And, and he brought us into the room to do it. And all you could say was like, I know different people will evoke different emotions. Like in terms of Heron, well, you'll think he's a Dell boy, Jake Paul. A lot of people think he's a bullshitter and it, there's Ariel there as well. But to see three guys like that, do something like that. You, when you're in the room, you can't help but acknowledge um, how professional all three are at getting yeah. more eyeballs on this sport. Like people saying to us all week, this fight's about Katie Taylor and Serrano. These guys, I don't know why they're in front of so many cameras, but the reason they're in front of all the cameras is to generate this interest that Katie actually won't from speaking. Like yeah. we understand what Katie is. She means more to, to Ireland than any athlete, I believe. And I, I've said that before that fight this weekend. I, I don't think there's a fighter or an athlete more unanimously adored in Ireland than Katie Taylor. And this has just amplified yeah, you're everything. You're 100% right. Yeah. When you, when, you, when you think of the greats, like like sports stars, <laughs> athletes or whatever, you know, I, I, I'm going to automatically go to Roy Keane. Same. It's, it's a devoid. It's a devoid. Like, They're polarizing. They're polarizing. Polarizing. You go to anyone else, you know, you, even to some jockeys, you'll go, ah, he's all right. But everyone is Katie Taylor. I don't, I, I don't think I've I ever think, met him that. I, I, think part, I think part of it is, is that, uh, like, we've had success in a number of sports, but football and boxing are two global sports. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what country in the world you go to. They know boxing, they know football. They'll be able to tell you at least one person from each way. And while Paul, Paul McGrath and Roy Keane certainly, you know, from an Irish point of view, transcended the sport, Katie Taylor, when you think of female boxing, you think Katie Taylor. And what's more now is it's not just female boxing anymore. It's you think boxing, you think Katie Taylor in there as well. Like, it's, it's incredible what she's achieved. Well, at what point were you sold? Because you weren't sold at the start about her professional career, Danny, in terms think, of our yeah, opponents. But- yeah, but th- that's me being ignorant and not a, a boxing aficionado. Like, I I mean, even watching the fight on Saturday, like, I only watched the highlights of it, kind of. And even then, I was kind of like, in my uneducated view, I was like, I, th- I think she won. You know, like, I mean, but but at the same time, there was times where it looked like Serrano was, was busier and more aggressive, but that's not what it's about overall. You know, yeah. I actually saw somebody put that up. I think. And we'll talk about Jake Paul in a minute, PT, if that's all right, because yeah, yeah. interested to get your take on him. I thought I, I wanted the whole episode episode to be about Jake Paul. I thought yeah, we agreed that yeah. beforehand, lads. <laughs> Jake, Jake Paul and sandwiches. That's what we talked about. <laughs> my two uh, my two fields of expertise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I seen Jake Paul tweet afterwards saying robbed or whatever, and you know that's Jake Paul being Jake Paul, though, isn't it? But, but his argument then afterwards is the whole thing of like he put up the the statue. And it's you know the the number of punches thrown, the number of punches, like, all this kind of stuff. So to the to the uneducated eye, such as myself, I'm looking at that and I'm going, oh, well, you know, but 
everyone else is meanwhile saying that's not how this works, pal. You know. Well, like I, I, I watched. I set the alarm. Like I used to be mm-hmm. able to stay up and, and watch it, but I set the alarm and hoped that my dodgy box wasn't going to act up. Um, and it whoa, didn't. whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you trying to tell me that? <laughs> Aren't an official subscriber to the oh, zone? Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. I was hoping that my the zone dodgy it. box. Do, I confuse them the whole time. Yeah, though. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I thought so, that so, I thought the zone was called the, the zone dodgy box. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah I, I, I didn't know it was called the zone. Either did I. I, I thought, thought it was dozen. dodgy boxes. I, I thought it was dozen. <laughs> dozen. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I fucking called it dozen to the head of dozen. Well, the zone while I was over there. <laughs> <laughs> you did now, of course, mate. Of course, I did. I've been calling it Dazzle since it came into its inception. I can remember uh, I heard it was called like Luke Thomas was talking about it and called it the Zone. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I am never <laughs> doing that. <laughs> and they're all great people, the Dazzle people. Uh, but I'm sorry, I've actually I've, 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 I've burned it into my mind that it's called Dazzle, so I couldn't just. Yeah. I think I, 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 when I was watching the fight, and Danny, I'm, I'm as, as casual as you were in terms of boxing. I never done any definitely boxing not, rules courses or, or, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Graham, I, to, to just, just to clarify, you're not because you set your alarm. I watched the highlights and I fast forwarded a little bit. I'm, I'm talking about point scoring and stuff. Right. Okay. Fair enough. And um, I fast forwarded a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I like for the first three rounds, I definitely thought Katie won. Um, hmm. four, five, and six. I thought where I would have given to Serrano, particularly five. And I was, was five the one where she fucking she rocked Katie, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I particularly thought that that could have been a 10 8. Um, that was four, five, six. But then I thought, Katie, like I tweeted uh, at uh, before the result was released that I thought it was six, four, but actually, hmm. I watched it again on Monday. I actually think it was seven, three to Katie. I, that's how I scored it as well, yeah. Yeah, and there's there's people that were like, I on my brother said he talked uh, Serrano won, but again, I don't know. I what gave five, six, seven on, to Serrano, and that was it. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Maybe, but they were close. Yeah, five, six, seven. Yeah, I think one and two were close rounds, like competitive rounds, because there was the two minute rounds instead of three minute. We're used to from uh, male boxing, but it was very funny. I always sat beside uh, Chuck Mendenhall from the Ring Around May Show, my uh, my my fellow host, and we were watching the first four rounds, and we're like. Jesus, these rounds, these two minute rounds, they're not they're not long enough. When you're watching it here, you can't. Then the fifth round came in, and I was like, "This is the longest round I've ever watched in my fucking <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, bloody ring the bell, would you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I have to say, like, you're asking you're asking Danny there about you know not being sold in our pro uh, pro career. I can remember going to a press conference in um, Ratto Boxing Club ahead of our pro debut. Tiny little club, leaky roof. Like, you know, um, loads of journalists bungled into it, something the same, like pretty much the, the size of anyone's box room. And we watched Taylor do a few rounds and hit the pads with Ross Enemy. Then we went to the county club, which used to host the, the great Vortex nightclub. I don't know if any has ever been there. They used to call it Sticky Flortex because of everyone just spilling their gargle locked all over the ground. But we went there and at the press conference, Brian Peters was like, to be honest, like this is an experiment because we don't know if we can mm. actually generate enough money to make this worthwhile. And then six years later, I'm sat in Madison Square Garden. Unbelievable. A sold out arena. Irish people crying all over the place. And then pouring out onto the streets of Midtown. It was like St. Patrick's Day. And you're like, this is this is incredible that this woman who's constantly over overcame odds has landed here six years later. Six years hmm. later, she is the talk of the sporting world. Like, it, it's absolutely incredible. Every I don't think... The Irish have ever been as proud of someone 
getting a payday, like, you know, the seven figures, getting that platform, the whole world watching. 1.5 million people watched that fight, more than any other uh, women's combat sports event ever, I think. So, I mean, she's just, she is, uh, I think if we were going to put someone forward to represent our country, to be like the national identity of what Ireland is, it would be Katie Taylor. And uh, Mm. the reason why is that she just constantly delivers. Like we, there is a sense of, even Chuck said this, he goes like, you know, all this talk all week, Serrano's the, Serrano's the favorite. He said, if I'm Irish and I saw her walking out the way she did to that, like, like at the queen of boxing, she was really slow. She was very regal. She was looking up, taking everything in. He goes, I had no doubt in my mind as soon as I saw her that she's not going to let these people down. And maybe that's something that we have inside us when we see her fight as well, because mm. she never has, right? Yeah. Even in 2016, with she got screwed by these judges. She didn't get a chance to defend her title. So I, I honestly don't feel Katie Taylor has ever let the country down. And that this is a 20-year-long story now at this stage. It's unbelievable. Um, Amazing. I remember talking to friends. Uh, you were saying there about uh, Serrano's favourite going into it. And I remember talking to two of my friends that uh, that are big into boxing, you know, they're not into the score and they're into, they're into everything. They they were at Katie Taylor's first professional fight. And big Jake like Paul fan, so yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So I I remember saying to them, I remember asking one of them, uh, my friend Larry, he's in Australia. I remember asking why is Amanda favorite, and he was suggesting that it was obviously because of the last two performances, but he also said that those prefer- performances were amazing by Katie the previous two because she went into the two fights carrying a uh, uh, calf injury in her leg so that was probably why the the betting going into the fight was all in favour of Serrano and and I'd say it's the fact that Paul is in her corner and he's so public right like he like even though we don't see it in our everyday lives like this is something that I've had to learn to understand about Jake Paul like just because our mates aren't talking about him or just because MMA circles in Ireland aren't talking about them or boxing circles in, in Ireland aren't talking about them. He's bringing eyeballs from a completely different world. Yeah, Like, you know, all these children, like not children, teenagers, whatever they are, they know who he is. And then she's, you know, her association with him as, as put her on a higher platform than ever. But to be fair to her, she fought like a dog on Saturday night. Like she fought like a savage and she really, like, I mean, you can understand if these this fight was made again, the odds being very tight again. Because it was a very close fight. Yeah. It was a game of inches in the end, really, you know? Well, is that is that the natural progression now that they run this one back, but they run it back in Ireland? Well, I think if they can generate that much interest in this fight, um, and they can sell out Madison Square Garden with this fight, I think doing it, it's like doing a Crow Park, doing an Aviva, doing something like that is the natural progression. I have to say, I saw reports this morning talking about October, and that made me go, Well, this isn't happening. Yeah. Because Eddie Heron said to us after the event, the press conference, he was like, if it's going to be Crow Park, or maybe it was actually Ariel's show the following day he was in studio. He said, if we're going to make this fight happen, it needs to happen. Like We need to get the wheels going in the next week. Like We need to have a date because, let's be honest, lads, we've all lived here our whole lives. Dublin in October is not predictable. And and if, if you're going to even... Been, though, it has been in the last two or three years, though. It's been that's, cl- that's climate change. That's climate change. Yeah, Come it's on, been climate very um, um, but if you put, if you've, but if imagine if you put a roof over the the ring, right, Meryl, and you have all those floor passes, and they'd be the best seats to get, and then it yeah. just starts fucking thundering down. Fair enough, the athletes won't won't be wet, but it will affect the crowd. Like you want to have yeah. multiples of the the atmosphere that happened at MSG, and that yeah. was fucking crazy, to be honest, man. It I was, mean, it's like something I've never seen before. So why wouldn't September work then? Just all Ireland stuff like that. I don't know why. Um, Gar- Gar- Brooks. Gar Brooks yes, in there in September. 
friends in low places, unfortunately, yeah. In, indeed, indeed, yeah. Uh, and let's hope yeah, the thunder doesn't roll. <laughs> he was there delighted he with it. Immediately yeah. <laughs> smiled. Just, I did it again, didn't I, lads? He's a mirror roll. That's why. That's why he is a multi, multi award winning TV personality. Thank that's you. what it is, man. Thank you, thank you, PT, for that acknowledgement. Um, no problem. Man. But uh, yeah, that's that's why it won't be September. <laughs> what was it like, PT, um, covering boxing in in America? I didn't try MMA. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I mean, Gav Casey, all those boys are going to be there for the real shit. You know, if you want to get into technique and all that stuff, I was never going to pretend to be one of those people from the outset. I wasn't. I was just talking about what Katie means to Ireland, what it means to the Irish people over there. I had to do some extensive research in Irish bars across New York to get that information. Oh, 100%. This is why why you're the journalist, Pete. You You find the source, like. You know, I did. it was very difficult, you can imagine, to find sources in New York to talk about mm. Ireland, but I did it. I went out there and put myself out there for it. I don't think people like Ariel Awani understand that sometimes you're showing up at 8 o'clock in the morning for work and maybe you haven't slept, and, you know, they don't <laughs> understand why, and you're like, you know, I was thoroughly embedded in research for the yes. last 24 hours. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it, it really does, though. I'm not messing. I went to Queens. My friend Ashling lives over there, and... um. We actually met Ashling at the 2016 fight in Madison Square Garden. And she's she lives in Queens. So I was like, I don't know what my week's like gonna be other like other than this. So I'll go out and meet you in Queens. What I didn't know about Queens is every second fucking shop is an Irish bar. So we're going along and we're meeting Irish people from all over the place, people who are illegal over there, people have been there since the 80s, and the passion they had ahead of this fight, five days out, like. You know, I know from covering MMA fights, sometimes people, locals, don't hear about these fights until a couple of days before when it starts to be on TV, when it starts to be in the news rounds. These people yeah. were so ready for Katie Taylor, so buzzing to be there, um, asking if tickets were still available. They weren't. Um, you know, it was just amazing. That, like, from the start... was excellent for it, though, wasn't it, generally speaking? Yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant, even was over brilliant. there. Like, they were on, um, you know, Good Morning America, I think, one of the days, things like that. Yeah. Um, and look, that's why I don't understand people saying Heron and Paul, why are they getting platformed here? Like it was magic seeing Heron dressing this lad down, like saying what everyone in boxing wants to say to this guy. He's saying it to him. You're average, you know, and average is a compliment. Like I know that has nothing to do with Katie Taylor and Serrano, but the fact is it was all feeding back into that event. Why are they here? Why are they sitting down here making bets? You know, the, all these interactions were there to, to, hold this event up and, and give it the, the, the platform it deserves. So I think without them, it doesn't touch the numbers it touched. It, without those guys involved, it's it's not going to be as big as it was. So, you know, I know I know boxing people are purists and they want the sport to be the sport, but this is boxing evolving. And I know Jake Paul isn't the person you wanted to be involved for the evolution of boxing. And I don't think he's a good boxer. I don't Like, I understand what he's doing completely. I mean... Our our sport, MMA, is full of circus freaks and, and different things like that that are brought in along the years for attractions. But you have to understand their value too. And I think that's case in point on MSG on Saturday night that he has value and he, and he does help boxing. I think... And, Absolutely and I, well I, said. I, yeah, I, I, it's... And I say this again as... as I, I don't even... Casual would be paying me uh, a compliment beyond what I deserve when it comes to, to, to boxing. 
I'll watch the big fights. I'll kind of pick up a few bits here and there. But I, I admittedly know very, very little about the sport. But over the last couple of years, the Paul brothers have dragged boxing, kicking and screaming, not just into newspapers and onto like shows like Good Morning America or stuff like that. They've brought it to the TikTok generation. They've brought it to social media uh, and Instagram stories and all these places where the eyes that are now on it, as you were saying, PT, it, it's, it's a whole new audience that's coming to it now. And they're coming to it because these, as annoying as they may be, they've fucking pulled that attention in. What are they famous for, lads? I, I don't know them. Like, I, they're, I know they're them Disney from... kids, weren't they? Were yeah, they? Then, then they, no they parlayed mm. their audience from Disney into their own YouTube channel. They were so they Disney went... kids. They were Disney yeah, kids, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And they, their, their YouTube channel has like millions. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly so. like that. Yeah, I think the Mickey Mouse Club, but it's not called, it wasn't called the Mickey Mouse Club or whatever. I only um, knew them from, from WWE. Logan has been in WWE a few times. Oh, yeah, he was brilliant yeah. on WWE. He was excellent. He was very good. He was yeah. very good, yeah, yeah. And he looked they, like he picked it up straight away, like, you know. I, the, the and and there's, a pro, there's another program open for him to come back, to, you know. Yeah. SummerSlam, which probably will happen as well. Because they, they're doing the big four events now in WWE in stadiums, PT. Right. So they're all going to be in stadiums. The first, the first time these brothers crossed... The first time that they, they came onto my radar at all was uh, Logan Paul was in Japan and they were filming for his YouTube Same. channel and he went to the suicide forest and, and filmed a, a body, uh, uh, I think it was hanging from a tree or whatever it was. I, you know, uh, was eviscerated. He was eviscerated on Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you know. And, and rightfully so. Like, yeah, 100%. He, went, he went where, Danny? There, there's a, a forest in Japan and it's, you know, known as the suicide forest. It's where people just go to say that's it I'm, I'm checking out because they've had they, you know people have troubles that kind of thing and he went there and I mean I, I don't know I, I, it was very uncomfortable to watch it like at the time or whatever but essentially he, he they, they happen upon someone who who has just committed suicide like Hang on. and he and he filmed the entire thing and as Pete said he was absolutely rightfully so eviscerated for it he was did he apologize for it yeah, but I mean, like in a public in the in the uh, this is probably ten years ago, is it? Uh yeah, I'd say maybe five or six years ago. Yeah, she's almost be living under a rock. But I tell you what, like considering that, right when when that happened, I, I think he was probably the most hated man on earth. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like and and like this is the first we've all heard of him. The reason why we're hearing him isn't because he made a funny video; it's because he made a horrific video, right? Mm. But to see him now, what he's doing since then, exactly. and his ability to bounce back. Like after this ignorant thing he did, this obnoxious thing he did, it's it's quite impressive. Like I mean, it, it's it's impressive that I when I'm when I'm hearing about him, it's like holy shit, this guy just boxed Mayweather and he exactly did, like he stayed in there, he looked all right, and I know he's seven hundred pounds heavier than him. And then the next <laughs> time I hear about him, it's uh like wrestling fans telling me like that guy showed up and he killed it on WrestleMania. Like yeah. I'm nobody even like I know he's from a he has a college wrestling background right but his pro wrestling is very different and to hear see him go out and do that in front of on the they biggest stage of the stereo, sport, no less that's mad you know fair yeah. play to him like you know what I mean it's always too, heavily as part of his his, uh, as part of his ring attire he had a Pokemon card worth two or three million in a in his uh, like in a chain 
Class. That was part of his yeah. entire life. It was t- 2018 was the Suicide Forest video. Well, was that? I thought it was a long time so, ago. Exa- and that, 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 that make, it actually makes me feel like it is that long ago, the fact yeah. that he's reinvented himself. Like I was going to say, and it, it, in a way, it makes it even more impressive that in the space yeah. of four years, he went from, as you said, being the most hated man in the world. Because, I mean, the... F- like. But that's what I mean. Like it felt like a different world ago compared it to does, what we're yeah. in. But, now, but I think know? the fact that within four years he he's he's gone and fought Floyd Mayweather from that to that. That's how did he get a Floyd May- Floyd Mayweather fight? I don't know, man. With no that's, combat sport background, like Floyd Mayweather exhibition. He, it was it wasn't a fight, it yeah, was an exhibition. Was an exhibition. Oh, okay. And yeah. Floyd knows how to make money, man. He so sees Jake, an opportunity. Jake for is him. more of a uh, that's boxing, what Jake is doing, but Logan's yeah, yeah. doing exhibitions. Mm. Yeah, I th- I'm, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But like in the same time, Logan's like on the wind up, you know, he's out knocking yeah. out MMA fighters that are well put or sell by day, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. But it like the thing is, why would he do anything different if it's causing this much of a stir every time? Like people are like, when are you going to fight a real boxer? Mate, he's relying on the MMA fans to tune in and be like, please don't lose for our sport again. And then they get fucking chinned. And everyone's like, oh, for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when, they came on my raid, when they came on my radar, it was against Ben Askren. That's when I first heard of him. And yeah, Jiu-Jitsu yeah. lads across the country were like, we have to watch this because Ben Askren was a great wrestler. And I'm like, yeah, but that means nothing. Like, I, but like, I knew he was going to get knocked out. You know what I mean? He was he was only back from a back surgery or something. He like that. just like, did that for the money to stay to him in the fight. Well, the, unfortunately, yeah. the, the MMA fighters are paid so poorly. Like, there's going to be an, an everlasting list of men who will get in the ring with him to fight him because, like, look, most of these guys are fighting Jake Paul and they're like, this is like more money than I made in my 15 year MMA career. Yeah. You know See, I mean? and, and is is that as well the, the kind of the, the crux of the issue? Because people bemoaning his involvement and Eddie Hare's involvement or whatever, or the way that they were, they were trotted out for Taylor Serrano. But as you said, like, the payday that Katie Taylor has got from this one fight is it's no coincidence that Jake Paul is involved. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Like, I just, you know, I'm hearing rumors now that she's buying herself a Lamborghini yacht, and I'm like, oh no, not Katie as well. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only messing. But, um, but I have to say, like, Heron, Heron is different because he's a boxing man. His father hmm. was a boxing man. Um, and honestly, like, I don't think there's a better promoter in combat sports now at the moment. Like, I mean, that fella is Del Boy. Like, he is literally up there selling things to people that, that didn't even need things. You know, you go in with four jackets on and he's holding up a four. Somehow you give him 500 quid for you. And like, what happened there? Like, I don't even know what happened there. Um, And I think it's like, I was talking to Helwani about this because Helwani's raving about him. Like, I mean, if you think about his career and how he was completely ousted by the UFC and, and Dana White. These people who don't see the value in this fellow with the biggest platform in the sport, constantly promoting the sport and promoting his mm-hmm. events, it's ridiculous. For him to like walk into this sport and two of the biggest names in it have their arms wide open, like knowing the impact he'll have and giving him that respect. Um, him, when he's speaking about Heron, he's like, I don't think I've seen anything like this guy before. You know, like he's a, he's a handsome devil, six foot four, but he's very self-deprecating. He's constantly like laughing at himself, being like, oh, you know, uh, you know, he has yeah. whole channels on Twitter fucking basically dedicated to the moments where he's just looking like an idiot. No, no context, Eddie Heron is a yeah. great fucking Twitter account. Like, I mean, he, he Why do people mind. hate him though? I don't see any, I don't, I, I find them quite listenable. Like, 
Yeah, I do too. I think I think it's just whatever side of the fence you're on. You know, maybe you're more of a Frank Warren guy. Maybe, you know, they don't like the fact that he thinks Anthony Joshua could beat Tyson Fury. But his job isn't isn't to give his opinion. His, his job is to promote his fighters. Yeah, yeah. And, mm. and if you saw what he did uh, at the undercard, like Dana White probably can't tell you what the undercard is for this weekend's UFC 274 event, which is a huge event. Probably doesn't know anything outside the top three fights, title fights and, you know, whatever else is going on. Uh, Tony Ferguson and Michael Chandler is the whatever else. But on, on the undercard, he wouldn't be able to tell you anything, I wouldn't say. And we yeah. saw Eddie Heron walk out on stage with the whole undercard. So this isn't even the top six fights. And he's literally pointing at each one. This guy is so interesting because this happened to him when he was a kid. He's fighting this guy over here. This fellow was amazing. Golden Gloves champion. You know, he actually went off and he, and he was working full time and he came back to boxing. He's telling you a story about every single one of them. And he's yeah. just reeling it off. He's not looking at any notes. He's just in it. You know, this is like, Ariel kept on saying, this is Dana White circa 2009, 2010, when he was rattling the combat sports industry and boxing promoters just couldn't keep up with him. Bob Arum's too old. Frank Warren's too old. Here's a guy that's tapping into the, the vein of, of what combat sports uh, fans feel. And that's what Hearn is now. Mm. And I don't think Taylor would be anywhere without him. And because Hearn was willing to, you know, shake the devil's hand, which is Jake Paul, they made one of the most memorable bo- boxing moments in history in Madison yeah. Square Garden on Saturday well, night. I, 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 like, I don't think Jake Paul is that much of an arsehole, though. And he don't, like, he is. is he? No, but I, I mean, he, he, has a great, he has a great way of, of winding people up. And I don't even know, like, until I was in that room and I saw how Annie and that doing the face-off, I thought it was just naturally, like, oh, he's a bit of an arsehole and it rubs people up the wrong way. But there's definitely a method to the madness. Like, I, I even know from my own friends watching his fights, like one of my mates will pretend to be a Jake Paul fan to wind everyone else up. Like he'd be yeah. saying like, it, it, it's every day, bro. All that kind of shit like this, you know, everything, you know, he's the coolest guy in the world, blah, blah, blah. And then it will be eaten away at the boxing guy's head. He'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But that's why, <laughs> that's why when the event starts, they're, they're stuck to it. Like glue then, you know, yeah. the, the feel- head to head with Eddie was great. Brilliant. I thought it was brilliant being there. And you're trying not to laugh. Like from the get go, that becomes hilarious. Like straight you away. You were in the studio for that, were you? Me and Chuck were there, yeah, and we were standing way back. And I fucking had to walk out of the room a couple of times because I was gonna. I just pissed myself laughing, um, because everything's meant to be tense, right? If you if you're if you're allowing uh, a studio audience to be there and we're all ha ha haing, like I mean, mm-hmm. it it, it kind of changes the atmosphere of what it is. So they've got like blinding lights on them to a point where they probably can't even see anyone beyond the lights that are there, and it's the three of them. But you'll even hear it if you watch it. There's moments there where the whole fucking room just explodes. The whole room being about four or five people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's... Uh, sorry, I'll cut you off there, Pete. Eddie loves Helwani, doesn't he? Loves him. Calls him the GOAT all the time. I mean, everybody loves him. He, like, he, I mean, he is the GOAT. He, like, yeah. And it's not just MMA. It's combat sports. Yeah, it's yeah. now Ariel's wheelhouse in terms like, of what he brings. Yeah, like. he can't get credentials for the UFC, for fuck's sake. He can get credentials, but he's not arse down. <laughs> And to be honest, but this is the thing, he he's transcended it. He doesn't need the UFC anymore. So like do you know what I mean? It's like it's it's insane to to like from where he was, and then you think about a couple of years ago and the shit he went through, and now there's there's fighters who can walk through lobbies in Las Vegas on fight day and not be bothered because people won't know them. Ariel walks through the lobby and people get up out of their seat to run over and fucking talk to him or get a selfie like. <laughs> we, like, we were walking out of the 
no, sorry, we, we were finished. We recorded our post voice show in the locker room mm. and in the bowels of MSG, right beside where the press conference happened. And um, Ariel's kind of sat at the door there and he's doing the show. But as people are walking past, they're stopping and like pointing at him like Tony Bellew, um, Jake Paul, Eddie Hearn. And then we finish the show and we're getting up and we're like, Jesus, we think that went great. And Katie walks straight up to him. She's like, Ariel, thank you so much for everything you've done this week. And we're looking at her like, you've just been in there. We're all like, we all barely <laughs> spoke. You know, we're all just like, even Ariel's like, and we're like, Jesus, that was brilliant, Katie, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was all over before it even started. You know, she was gone then. Yeah. And like Ariel turned around and he's like, I've never said this before, but I, I, I wanted to ask her for a picture there. I said, this is history. Like I wanted that. I didn't, yeah. but he was like, I really, really wanted to, you know? And um, then you're, we go to the press conference. Everybody's trying to shake his hand. So Brian Pierce is running around introducing him. And as Ariel always does, as soon as anyone says hello to him and you're standing beside him, this is PT Carroll. This is his co-host of my podcast, blah, blah, blah. He told me all about you, you know, trying to rub anything he has off yeah. on everyone that's around him. He's only, man, he, there's no one else like him. He loves him. Katie Taylor, PT. Even before, like the last three or four years in our pro career, he's just been following her since the beginning. And, uh, He's, he, he just loves her, doesn't he? Do you know what his infatuation started with her was when uh, he was sent a clip of her showing up on the Late Late Show a few years ago? The toy show. The toy show. Surprised the child and she started bawling. And that, 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 that girl was on the Late Late Show last week. Oh, really? Oh, she was on, fr- on the Late Late Show on Friday in the brilliant, crowd brilliant. and Ryan interviewed her ahead of the fight on the Saturday. Class. Did you yeah, tell yeah. Ariel that? He, he, mm. he just said it was such a wholesome thing. And then when he, he rang me to talk about her one day and I was like, you know, I was going on for about two hours about her, like different, like you know, they, the wheel fucking TVs in the schools when she was in the world championships before yeah. she even got to the Olympics. They were wheeling fucking that the you know the one the, the big TV on the trolley unit. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Here we go. They were rolling them into classrooms to watch her fight, and I was like, you know, she's she's nothing like her. Like as I, I don't have. Does, does I don't he know that she's the Irish international as well? Football. Yeah, yeah. I've told him. Yeah, yeah. I've told him all that. He asked her about it on his show. I wrote all the questions. Though, you know what I mean. <laughs> Listen, mate, I sent you on a war doc to make you look good again. <laughs> I do it for all his interviews. Was, was she on the MMA hour? Yeah, yeah, she was on the MMA hour. Um, Not this week. This, no, this was a while ago when, oh. they were, when the talks of the Serrano fight. Like, I feel like mm. he's so intertwined with this event. It was so good to see him there. And, you know, and for everybody to understand his value. Like, I mean, even yeah. the boxing guys, it's undeniable. And, and you know... I didn't know how they'd take it. I wouldn't have even been angry with the boxing guys if they were like, fuck these MMA lads showing up this week, blah, blah, blah. Didn't get a bit of it. Everybody was bang on. Everybody from... That's just know, the MMA community that's insecure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's They always seem to go postal on each other and online, but like I, I was never going to come in and start telling those boys about their sport around. You know what I mean? Like that, <laughs> but I think at the end, and this is it, I, like, I don't get what you're a nice ca- person. Com- well, combat sport can coexist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no. It's that, if everybody's watching, wouldn't it be so much better for everyone? Like, like why when we want the boxing people to watch MMA, why don't we watch the MMA people watch boxing mm-hmm. without going? This is shite. This is shite. Like when I see that on like like MMA people talking about boxing is shite, I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, why who hurt you? You know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> don't watch it then. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's That's lots it, of yeah, shit on the telly on Saturday night, mate. We've become we've become this fucking generation of people who like that like the easy option is just just don't watch it just turn it off like you don't have to yeah. comment you don't have to go on twitter and talk about how you hate what you're watching why are you put yourself through that you know what i mean and, and as well as that like i know for a fact 
MMA fans were tuning into that fight at the weekend. He couldn't help themselves with Ariel showing up there with Jake Paul, with all these personalities. Even Serrano's fought three MMA fights. A man mm. Serrano has. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I, I, I feel like it crossed over in, a, in the most magical way, man. I couldn't. I'm actually still like in dreamland from being there, you know. Like I, yeah. I've never been at an event watching it and covering it. Like this, like this is work for me this week. And mm. turning around to chuck after nearly every round, going like, oh, "I'm so happy I'm here to see this." Like oh, I'm so like I, I can't believe I'm here to see this. You know. It, it, you mentioned UFC 274, PC. I'm, I want to talk to you about that before uh, we 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 start heading uh, our separate ways in a few minutes or whatever. But on on this Katie Taylor one day. The success of the event, undeniable. Katie's achievement, undeniable. Serrano's achievement, undeniable. She was so magnanimous in defeat, and I thought her reaction was classy. So fucking classy. But she didn't think she was robbed. You know? Um, well, the, well, you got it. Again, Jake Paul has to say that, right? Like, the yeah, only course, way to yeah. make this next... Like, the, it's got to be the, that fight if you're going to do it again because of the yeah. eyeballs they've pulled. 1.5 million people watched that fight. If, if they're going to make people care, it's a rematch, and his angle has to be Amanda Serrano won every fucking round. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about, mate. You know yeah. what I mean? exactly. like, and that, that's it. You've got to make <laughs> them believe that, yeah. you know. But the, you you being there in Madison Square Garden in New York, you ventured around Queens, you've done thorough research in the Irish community. Thorough research. I'll do it. I'll do it. A lot of people wouldn't, but I'm willing to put my body on the line every Absolutely, time. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> and th- this is why we love and respect your craft, my friend. But, what if what are your three key takeaways from this? What like what happens next for Katie and, and, and when and how does it all come together? Um my, my, my three takeaways, first of all, is that boxing does big events better than MMA does because everything is so uniform and regimented in MMA. They've they've put out the uniforms on the guys, they've told them, you know your entrance is going to be this, this, and this. Oh, you're going to dance. You're not allowed to do that. You know, you want to wear some type of person, something on you that, that shows you more of your personality. Absolutely not. The UFC is the king here, mate. And mm-hmm. like from the third fight, third fight from the top, there was massive entrances, uh, massive personalities coming out, different uniforms, different things that were making the fans react. Every fight felt special from about three down. And there was memorable things that happened even in the entrances that I'll never forget. And I'm going Saturday night. We have two title two title fights, and I don't even know if those champions will be allowed to do something a bit out of pocket. We saw Israel Adesanya when he fought Whitaker for the first time, doing breaking into that dance, mm. and he was told for two weeks that he couldn't do that. And so eventually, they just let him do it at the last day. And we we really haven't seen a lot since then in terms yeah. of breaking out from the norm. Um, I I think that my another takeaway is that uh. People often used to say boxing, the best fight is done for the best. That was the best fight and the best. And when the best, yeah. when the best fight's the best, it makes it makes something inside of you. Um, I don't know. It, it just it becomes something so much bigger than sport. It becomes so much bigger than just an event. Um, you know, I was watching history there as far as I was uh, I was concerned. And the other takeaway is is agreeing with Hawaii that Heron is the best promoter in combat sports at the moment. Yeah, and I think that's probably I, three takeaways. I fully, yeah. I fully agree with your uh, your sentiment on uh, UFC. I mean, you only have to look at uh, Eddie's father Barry when he took over promoting the darts. Like darts was languishing, like no viewers, nothing, and then Barry took it over and made like Premier League darts, and they were touring. They're in the they're in the Point City West two three times a year, you know. Yeah. 
he made it sexy almost the darts and he's gone back to snooker now and he's trying like loads of people on Sunday were watching the snooker that you know that, that those eyes probably wouldn't have been on the snooker without Barry Hearn I don't think so I think I think you're deadly right there that UFC uh, MMA companies they just need to be a bit more sexy they need to let the the lads be more characters and personalities and stuff like that, as opposed to, like you said, regimented uniforms and just a bit boring, isn't it? It's, it is. And I think as well, the the thing that, that kind of caught my attention with it, and it's it's the Jake Paul, it's the Eddie Hearn, it's it's the, the, the for want of a better word, banter that you're seeing between them. But they're using tools to pull people in. Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair using tools to pull there people you go. in. That's a great shout, Danny. I think I gave away the goose as well and, and uh, Becky Lynch because I walked in and she was already talking and I was already like, Jesus, the press conference is going to start for two hours. What's she doing here? Took a picture, put it up. Nobody was meant to know she was doing that fucking entrance and I went to let the cat <laughs> rehearsing. Look, Jesus, there's Becky Lynch. Take a picture of that. Jesus, there's Becky Lynch. Something like that on, on, on Twitter. Everyone's like, Becky Lynch. oh my God. Whatever. Sorry, Becky Lynch. Yeah, sorry. What was I calling Becky Lynch. Sorry, that's a, it's a country music star of Alabama, yeah. man. <laughs> See, that's, that's what I... <laughs> That's where my head goes. As soon as I pronounce the first two syllables, I'm like, Jesus, country music. No, but she was great. She was brilliant. Everything about it was great to what, like, I mean. So what, every, what, what are, what's MMA afraid of then, PT, in terms of promotion, in terms of hype and stuff? Like you said, there's, there's a big card on Saturday and <coughs> genuinely, I wouldn't have known only for you said it. Yeah, it's a huge card. Um, yeah, Charles Oliveira, like, Justin yeah. Gaethje, uh, Rose Namahunas and Carlos Sparza. Carlos Sparza. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. rematch. Yeah, so I mean, and then you have Mike Chandler as well and Tony Ferguson. It's, like, it's a great card. But the, the issue MMA has is its success. UFC in particular is too successful now because they have that contract from ESPN. They don't mm. actually have to do anything fucking special anymore. They're wheeling out these events in the UFC apex, basically down his back garden. There's about 10 yeah. people at them. It's impossible to convey emotion and intrigue and, and stimulating the fan base when it's in front of like, you know, 50 lads who know Dana Hoy probably what they're at the fights and some family members. Um, the reason they can do that is because they have that contract with ESPN. Like they don't actually have to extend themselves to make money anymore. Granted, mm-hmm. the pay-per-views are an extra. It's all an extra. And some of it's very healthy extras, I'd imagine. But really, they've made their money. Um, yeah. And again, it's something that Ariel and Chuck talk a lot about. Like Dana has ran the race. Like he, he has done what Heron has done. He's already done it. He's already made the UFC a, a five billion, whatever it was, company. He's already made a billion probably from the industry. Like he is in no, he's a, there's no stress on him to do anything outside of put on a card. Doesn't matter who is on it. Like we've seen the, the bar for UFC fighter drop and drop since the pandemic hit. Who can get, who can get into the country? Who can we actually legally have on a card here? Who can we get to be on the card? It's not about how can we make the world watch this anymore? Like yeah. that's see like that might that might change though because their ESPN deal is up uh next summer, I think. And I was reading an article uh on postwrestling.com and the article was about TV rights in America and it really focused on MMA, UFC, UFC's deal with ESPN and WWE's deal with USA Network and Fox. And they were basically saying with the success of the Formula One documentary on Netflix, that Formula One is making a huge comeback now. And the, and uh, Nick Khan, the president of WWE, and uh, had predicted it. He was saying Formula One has got is going to come back. Um, and now Formula One this weekend is in Miami, and mm. the stars that are showing up to that, you know. So the fact uh, he that you shouldn't, he shouldn't really rest on his laurels, Dana White, in terms of having that 
um, in his back pocket and not having to make an effort when Formula One is really sniffing down the door of a new TV deal. The TV deal that F1 has is in the millions. WWE is in the billions and UFC is in the billions. So who's lowballing who there? You see, right, so there's, there's a couple. The fact that you're talking about Formula One, Graham, in a way proves the point because I don't think you've ever talked about Formula One in this podcast. Than, since, no, 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 I haven't ever. Yeah, but I, I haven't been interested in Formula One since the late 90s, early right. 2000s. And I, I can remember the title decider last year in Abu Dhabi, you texting me being incredible. Holy yeah. fuck. Rather, yeah. you now, I mean, look, as far as I'm concerned with that, across the season, Verstappen won the fucking championship. It didn't, it doesn't come down to one race. It, you have to be in it for the entire year if you want to. Well, do it did it, for right? me in casuals like Graham, who but only tuned ex- in for the last exactly. race. Exactly. <laughs> and the, the, the last lap of the last race. Like that fucking drama. Well, they've pulled that catapult back for a couple of years now with Tried to Survive on Netflix. You have to remember, right? So Formula One tried this with Amazon Prime about six years ago, right? And it was called like behind Beyond the Grade or something like that. I can't remember. And it just didn't work. It just fucking fell flat. But the American owners of Formula One bought it for like fucking whatever it was, and they've turned it into a billion dollar industry now. And not only that, whereas they were previously paying Amazon to do this show yeah. when they remodeled it and they pitched to Netflix Netflix are paying them for the access and paying them to make this show so they've got this big fucking massive advertisement now so TV rights come into it in a way that everybody it's like we've been saying about pro wrestling for years Graham. it's the behind the curtain piece Absolutely, that you love more yeah. and the UFC part of the reason that the rise of the UFC in my opinion was like that you got behind the curtain value when we were when we were starting out with MMA, like our fandom or whatever, you go to a fight, you could get access to fighters, you could bump into fighters. You could, when we went to Vegas, Graham, for was it one eighty nine? We went yeah. to some UFC cook along, and we sat there talking to CM Punk <laughs> and fucking uh, uh, who was the heavyweight champion? Um, it was uh, Fabrizio Verdun. We're sitting there talking to them for like a half hour, just chatting away, and we're like, where where else would you get this access now? Yeah. That's all gone. You can't do any of that anymore. Like, yeah, the, even the media days, like, say, like, we went to this big press conference. Uh, as I said, the undercar is there. There was fucking people playing bagpipes. You fucking name it. Mm. I, I was at UFC London in, in March and it was a great experience for me. Look, all the guys that are on that card. I've been covering them since, since there were nobodies. I walk in to my first event in two and a half years and suddenly every fire is around me. PT, what's the crack? It was great. You know what I mean? Like, a Paddy, Molly. Uh, Tom Aspinall, all those guys that you've covered for so long. And it's just a great b- bunch of fighters. The UFC, the UFC yeah. in the UK now, they ha- they're having their Irish invasion now, right? Like, it's just, these people mean a lot to the, to the fans over there. And, and they, they justify it, you know, they are, they're great value. But at their media day, it was six hours of sitting down with one fighter coming out after another, half an hour each. And you're just like, the energy in the room's down. down People are yeah. hungry. Like they they fed us and all, but you're just like, yeah. So you're happy to fight in the UK. Like this is a historic moment. Like do something fucking historic. Like bring us out yeah. on the stage. Do something. Let let's bring something as as much as it will hurt me as an Irish man. Do something fucking horrifically British in the middle of that stage to make people realize. Mark the event somehow. Um, yeah. And it's like what it. what I was referring to in terms of the Formula One, like um, like. As I said, Dana is, as you said as well, PT, that that money's in the bank from mm. ESPN. They don't need to put out any extras. They don't need to add any flavor. 
to any of their pay-per-view. But in terms of, I was re- seeing a tweet earlier on that was retweeted by post-wrestling John John's Pol- John Pollock, who was saying, um, oh, sorry, he retweeted someone by the name of Phil Duncan, Danny, former one correspondent for yeah, PA. Yeah. A number of big names said to be in town for this week's Miami Grand Prix. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, David Beckham, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Wycliffe Jean, C- Serena and Venus Williams, Pharrell, Ryan Reynolds, Dennis Rodman, Sam Smith, and mm-hmm. then Eric Fisher, um, who is a sports business group uh, correspondent, says F1 is already in the midst of having a moment in the US, but this kind of star power helps take this to a big mainstream cultural level. Level The Miami event will be a real turning point for Formula 1 here. So Dana See, needs to get his... And Jake Paul will be there. Oh, Mark Jake, will, yeah. 100%. 100%. So Dana needs to get his act together and make you him see, more sexy. But you I, see, I, I, want, I want it. Believe me, there's no one that loves sexy MMA more than P.T. Carroll. Believe me. <laughs> I love... I love being there with a semi-lobber on me just going, Jesus Christ, <laughs> look, look at this entrance, lads. There's nothing I want to do more. But until it happens, like I feel like the, the, the sky will have to fall here because yeah. as well as like the TV deal, the thing that like, you know, you have to give the UFC credit where they deserve it. Like they led most people to them subscriptions on ESPN Plus than, more than mm. any other sport. Think about the sports they have there. NBA, yeah. NFL, MMA led to more sports subscriptions on ESPN Plus than anything else. So it would be crazy for them to let go of that too. So now they're in a situation where, you know, like I can't imagine ESPN would be like, let's let all these people who signed up to see this UFC on ESPN Plus, let's just take it away and it'll be fine. You know, unless they get Formula 1. Yeah, they could bid for Formula 1 though, seeing that it's a bit more It would have to be that. It would have to be that, right? Yeah, it was bringing in the same amount of, of new fans to the app as they will lose through the UFC. It would, but you see, the, the problem then becomes like because Formula One is global on a different level to MMA. Like, how dare I mean? you? Like, but what, <laughs> what I'm saying as well is you like you're making the point about the who's who is going to be there at Miami this weekend, Graham, right? Yeah, the, the fact that this is on on the same weekend as a double champion, a double header UFC title uh, fight card. And I mean, you've got, you've even got some classics on that card as well. Uh, Shogun Rua is fighting OSP. Oh, OSP, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe Lauzon, Donald Cerrone. Like, I mean, yeah. there's blasts from the past. There's nostalgia and there's the new. And there's, <laughs> this is a card that five years ago, yourself and myself would have been talking about this for a couple of weeks. You know no, what I mean? They need to tap into it, though. They need to tap but into this, it. This is the point. So when you're saying about the who's who of, you know, American royalty and sport being at Miami this weekend, that means they are not at URC 274. And, and that is where, because again, half the whole, half the thing about it is like, you see who's in the crowd and you go, oh, fuck, such and such is there. You know what I mean? But for me, I remember being at Lesnar Velasquez all those years ago in, in uh, Anaheim. The Undertaker was there. And I was like, oh, the fuck the Undertaker. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it does matter, those kind of things. The, the, this is the second Grand Prix. This two, there's two Grand Prix on the calendar in America now. They race in Texas every year around October as well, the Circuit of the Americas. And last year, you, like that, you had a who's who of rap, sport, the NBA, NHL, NFL, Texas royalty, country music stars. All these things were all coming out to get on the grid, try meet Lewis Hamilton, to try meet, you know what I mean? I was going to say, they're given access to the grid as well. And exactly. Then you know, broadcast- I see, if we see, and it's funny actually see, uh, the same thing that happened when MMA kind of went um turned into Globo Gym. The same things happened to F1 now. Everyone's like, 
I don't want to see these celebrities on the grid. I was like, mate, what is they're going to be on the fucking exactly. grid, man. They yeah, are going yeah, to be exactly. on the grid. And it's that's where they should though, be. It? It's hysterical though, isn't it? It's hysterical of success. The, the yeah. UFC doesn't have, and I'm not a Lewis Hamilton fan. I have issues with people calling him the GOAT, but what he does, he brings that prestige to the sport. Want to talk about it, Tony? Well, on the polarity, right? Like the, that That's what he is. Like You need people who make you care in extremes. He's exactly. the best. I hate the cunt. Do you know what Ex- I mean? Like that's, that's, that's it. That's how you need you. Every, that's every sport, isn't it? That he is brings, sport. Exactly, and he brings eyes to it, and he brings a level of legitimacy to a sport that has lacked that for so long. Motor racing in general in America has been NASCAR and a little bit of IndyCar, yeah. right? That's that's it. But now, now all the fucking sports stars who wouldn't be caught dead at NASCAR because it's you know it's the widest motorsport yeah. on the planet are now clamoring to get the F1 because they want to be there for Lewis. They want to be there for this wave. They yeah. want to ride the crest of this fucking wave. Name a UFC fighter that pulls that at the moment. Name a UFC fighter who LeBron James wants to be in photos with, wants to be there on fight day with an arm around him. Well, saying, I was going to say, uh, say a lad from Crumlin there. But I yeah, well, I mean, a <laughs> <laughs> couple but, of years uh, ago, what maybe. What time is the Miami Grand Prix on The 7 o'clock airtime on Sunday. Sunday evening so we're yeah, just rolling yeah. through we're going to watch 260 that's what we're doing, all doing lads staying this up for the UFC all night and rolling straight in we can yeah. watch the Celtics at 8.30 uh, on Saturday night against the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. when that finishes the UFC starts when the UFC finishes the F1 starts and then my, my missus will leave me on somewhat stage during Sunday <laughs> and here's the thing because Book Celtic is game 2 tonight I think as we're recording this game 2 happened is. yesterday it's one all. Sorry, okay, so I'm behind then, right? Uh, yeah, this so is what Saturday happens. Is call trade. yourself an NBA geek. Right, so I call myself uh, an aspiring NBA fan, right? <laughs> Danny, that is, I, that is the second basketball game I ever watched, by the way. Is it? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, so yeah. here's, because here's, the, right, so I mute it now because of the time zones, unless it's on the weekend. Where, and this is what I love about playoff season. The games are on like five o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. Yeah, it's fucking great. But if, if the game's on at like one in the morning, two in the morning, I mute it on Twitter so that I don't get a spoiler because I watch it on catch up. But, right. you know, because I also mute it on Twitter, I forget the fucking thing is on. So, and you like, get hit some sport this weekend. Do you, oh do, you, God, do, you do you get this all on the, the, the Dazone dodgy box, do you? Uh, no, I have, uh, I obviously pay my TV license. Oh, and like, all like, my, yeah, I mean, like yeah, being yeah, I mean, as well. Obviously, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I have been, I have been known to see Dazone from time to time, yes. <laughs> the Zone. Wait, isn't that funny? We're, we're talking about like polarity makes sports appealing. And yeah. then here we are talking about Katie Taylor, the most unanimously adored person. Like she's a unicorn. She's mm-hmm. a unicorn. Like yeah. in Ireland, like nobody's going like, you know what? I hope she gets knocked out. I'm sick of her. I'm, I'm fucking sick of Katie exactly, Taylor. Exactly. Oh, Nobody's yeah. saying that. Nobody ever will. And and to be fair, we were saying who else is like that. And I think the the closest person to her, although in the amateur ranks, is Kelly Harrington. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think she inherits, she, she inherits a lot of what Katie's exactly. done before her. Yeah. You know, yeah. you feel like they're on the same bloodline, right? Like they're in the same conversation. Like, yeah. and if they do this in Dublin, Kelly Harrington needs to be on the undercard. Even if it's an amateur bout, they need to have her on, on that card. Like, let it be they historic. Do. Yeah, yeah. Let it well, be. I, I think, I think, I was going to say, do you think it'll happen? But I think if Katie wants it to happen and Eddie wants it to happen, I think it will happen. The Ireland will move move bridges like whatever that phrase is sorry it's not coming to me right now they'll move the world to, to give move Katie something man. like that move mountains that's Jesus Christ listen man a lot of research it's the sandwich a lot, a lot, fog it's the sandwich it's a lot, fog you know it's a lot of research was done last week lads. Yeah. my brain is yeah. still recovering but um, 
I think they will move mountains to give Katie a moment. And why not? Like, who's, who's a better? Who's a better? I think. I, think I, I want to, like, to be honest, at the end of that fight, I was like, uh, like, if she wants to retire now. But what Heron said in the in the post fight, which is perfect as a promoter, once again, this guy just, he was, man, he was out of this world last week. Mm. He said at the thing, he's like, well, if, if my fighter, if a fighter that belongs to me can get an opportunity to make money, that Crow Park would give to Katie Taylor that would change her life, that would change her kids' lives. Like, and, and it's not like we just saw her get knocked out here. Like, she's after being in one of the greatest fights of all time. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you encourage her to do that? Like, if she wanted to do it, why wouldn't you be behind her? And if anyone deserves it, Katie does. Because one payday a- does not a life make, my friends. You know what I mean? This is very true. And I think, Mero, to go back to your point around, uh, um, fuck, the name is just gone out of my head completely there. The old uh, moving bridges, moving bridges, moving moving bridges, Jeff Bridges or something. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> uh, no, uh, our newest uh, Olympic gold medal boxer, Kelly Harrington. Thank Kelly you. Harrington. How the fuck did I, I forget Kelly Harrington? I know, but how the fuck? Did I, and also, Kelly I Harrington is like. But Beach is one hundred percent right. Well, you are one hundred percent right as well in terms of that. She she has captured the heart of the nation. But as my old Latin teacher would say, post hoc ergo proctor hoc, Graham. Right? Exactly. After this, <laughs> therefore, because of this. You took Katie the words right Taylor. out of my mouth, Danny. Yeah, yeah. this is it. Move oh, things out as well, Danny. This is it. No, but it's it's true. It's because after this, therefore, because of this, Katie paved the way. Without Katie, there is no Kelly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's the that's the issue there. So as amazing as I don't Kelly know is, about that statement, lads. I think like I'm not was- ah, get Meryl, Meryl. Katie Taylor went and petitioned the IOC by herself to make no, 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 women's I understand boxing a sport I understand in the Olympics. That. No, 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 I understand that and I accept that. So it's not I'm a sport in the Olympics without Katie Taylor. So there's no yeah, fucking no. gold medal for Kelly Arrington. I know, I get that. I know. Yeah, but sorry, in that context, yeah, but I think Kelly was doing... Winner learn, boxing. yeah. Winner learn. Kelly... <laughs> I think Kelly was doing boxing anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, no, I don't, yeah, it's the, it's the... the, it's the... <laughs> Winner learn. <laughs> Yeah, okay. It's don't ever say that on this podcast again. There is um, no opponent. There is no opponent. Um <laughs> that's so, a screen I, grab for the pod there, Danny. <laughs> I wouldn't do that that's, to him. That's actually happened to be way too much. <laughs> 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 it's been used as screen grabs on so many pods of me taking out that book. <laughs> it's um I, look, I I don't know. I just think that I'm not trying to in any way disrespect. I'm putting respect on Kelly's name. Don't get me wrong, I am, but it's uh, just yeah. I don't. I don't think it happens without. Katie oh no! Taylor. Like this it, it, it doesn't because yeah. the only reason why there's box when there was women boxing in the Olympics is because of Katie Taylor. Well, I will they say I was choking back the tears when Kelly did it as well. Same, oh, same feelings. Same lines. feelings as uh, what Katie gives you. It, that that whole thing of me saying like I'm super casual. I watch the highlights and I watch them on fast forward. That that Olympic final, I didn't. I got up out of bed and I watched it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we, were like, and we were saying that we were eyes are sweating, Danny. Absolutely. Elaine, was, Elaine was literally like, you know, <laughs> never. I don't think she's watched a boxing match before in her life before that one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know who was cutting onions in my house that hour of the morning, but they were cutting a ferocious amount. And the lead up to that. The lead up, over Ireland, to be honest, yeah. just fucking chopping the shit out of onions. <laughs> the lead up to that as well, like the coverage of the parents' house and the interviews. Brilliant. I mean, I read today as well that if, if the, now you were saying October, PT, but I was reading today, uh, it's it, it was pinned for some time in September after I'd the love that. Ireland's. I'd love um, that. But it had also said, you know, that 
Eddie, Eddie or uh, Brian Peters, is it? Yeah. They mm. they made it clear that they were going to try and move mountains to have it on RTE as well. And bridges, hopefully, because and bridges, they'll need yeah. to be moved too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we moved too. <laughs> Thankfully, we've got two of them over the Liffey that do move, so it's quite possible. <laughs> <laughs> he represents uh, the bridges. Yeah, you up bridges. You up the bridges. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I would, I'd love to see, and more so for Katie than anything else. Like, I doubt I'd even get a ticket, but I would love to see it happen. I, you have I'm, friends in high places now in boxing, mate. All right, well, this, this is true. This is, and now we've got a bit of blackmail in which you're holding that uh, prestigious best-selling novel. Uh, yeah. don't, that that work of fiction you held up. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell! But I just think, like. Yeah, it's that again. It's it's the emotional play, isn't it? When you, when you start it to talk is. about sports stars and you start to think of them in the terms of they deserve this, that's when you're in a scary territory because nobody fucking like it, sport owes nothing to no one. It doesn't matter if you're the biggest name or whatever. Sport owes you nothing. So when fans start talking about they deserve something, that I'm very uncomfortable with that. But at the same time, I'm sitting here and I'm very clearly saying. Katie Taylor deserves a sold-out stadium in Ireland. Because none of our professional fights have, have been in Ireland. So, yeah, I agree. And that's, look, that is the perfect way to bow. Win, lose, or draw. That's yeah. the perfect way yeah, to her go. Her legacy's intact after Saturday. Yeah. I mean, she's done everything. She's the first through the door in every aspect of women's boxing. She's the greatest of all time. There's literally, you cannot change that now. You can't. No. I know people say Clarissa Shields, but Clarissa Shields isn't fucking petitioning the IOC to make it a sport. I know she wins two goals at the, the, the thing, but Kay Taylor's, can you imagine them? Like the documentary had me in bits, like when I watched it. I was in oh, bits. Brilliant. Do you know what praying? Like, I'm not religious at all, at all. But there was a scene in that where she's praying before she goes in and absolutely jacks uh, an mm. opponent up. And they're all like shaking. They're praying beforehand. And I was like... In the hotel room. Yeah. I was like, this is different gravy, man. Like what, what this woman gives to this sport and how much it takes from her and how much she's still willing to give all the time is just... I've rarely seen anything like it. And to be 20 years in, more than 20 years, boxing since she's six, 30 years in and still be showing up the way she showed up on Saturday night, best shape for her life, walking out like the queen of boxing. I'm going out to a song none of you has fucking heard before because I don't give a bollocks, actually. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. come out to it because that's what my shit is. Came out and, and puts on that performance after nearly getting KO'd in round five. She looked buckled, worse than you've ever seen her in her whole career. Then she comes back and yeah. I, I can think of no better ambassador for Ireland than, than Katie Taylor. Yeah. That's a great thing to leave it on. PT, thanks again, as always. For coming on, no questions asked. You're only back since yesterday, and uh, we're your first interview back in Irish soil. Yeah, yeah, I got Phil O'Connor after this one, but I said not before the WTS boys have had their way with me. Will I do make, your show? Make, yeah, make sure, uh, make sure you brush open your Celtics knowledge before you go talking to Phil. Oh, and I'm not gonna say shit. I'm not gonna say shit to him. You, about you, it. You, you, you can tell him I said the books are gonna win anyway. Um, but yeah, Pete, well, before baby. before we let you go, though, we we do need a very 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 important bit of information there. Oh no! Anyone heading to New York, they're going to need a top sandwich joint, PC. Yeah. <laughs> where Where would you send them? Well, I'm going to send them to where Ariel Hawani brought us because this was. I thought I was going to eat this by myself. Right? <laughs> I thought I was. Gonna, I thought I'd just be sitting there. I was so nervous about this. I was looking up how to order the thing because there's some weird order and thing to do there. So what happened was I went there on Tuesday. Uh, sorry, Wednesday in Queens for intensive research, and I stayed out there for. A, 
good 16 hours then i got to to work the next day at the press conference and we kind of had the shadow helwani for the day then then we went and we did the first podcast of the week at world trade center at the spotify head offices so we're up like my ears popped on the way up in the elevator like it's that high yeah. <laughs> 70th floor or something they're showing us these arcades they have there there's band rehearsal rooms all this stuff record our first pod there and then afterwards we went to Katz's Deli and we got the pastrami on Roy and the matzo ball soup and a culinary triumph for us. It's, it's one of my highlights of the whole trip, uh, to be honest, just being there. And uh, after that, just there's delis all over New York. Go and get yourself a classic Italian sandwich with the sweet peppers. Woo! Um, there's so many different... Then you go and get a bagel, right? You have to get a bagel too. Get the bacon, egg and cheese on a bagel too. Because they say it's something in the water, right? That's what makes the pizza and the bagel so good there. And it has to be something because I'm addicted. Like, I can't eat normal pizza now for about two months. I have to forget what New York pizza tastes like until I'm ready to eat the normal Pete, pizza. Do you have a sweet tooth? No. Ah, go away then. I don't. I only, I only savory, really, to be honest. Um, yeah, I actually didn't eat anything sweet over there at all. Not even um, one thing. American sweet stuff tends to be quite shit I, in general. I, I beg your pardon. At the event. Another historic moment happened. Oh. I tried Twizzlers for the first time. Fan. <laughs> Red licorice. Chuck Mendon all said, go and get us a packet of Twizzlers there. Came back and I was like, what is this madness all about? <laughs> and two seconds later, I'm licking the bag. <laughs> <laughs> fucking beautiful. Well, I bought them for Chuck and I think I had 99% of them. I think I left them one. <laughs> Did you bring home any for the land? No. I brought, oh, mate, do you want a story? I want to bring home a land. Oh, do I have time for a story? Well, do you have, do you have time for a story? What time Lads, you you're going to piss yourself laugh. So Elaine asked me to get her. Simple thing. She goes, get me a pinstripe Ralph Lauren shirt. That's what I want. I said, I'll go to Macy's and I get it. No problem. Go to Macy's. They have none of the fucking shorts out. I'm like, oh, for fuck. this is the last thing I'm doing before I go home. And I said to the lovely lady that was there, I said, I'm looking for this shirt. She said, hang on, I'm going to ring every star in New York to see if they can get it because you can just check on the app or whatever it is. I'll, I'll be able to check if it's in any star in New York. She checks, there's none there. I'm like, fuck's sake. I ring a line. I said, look, that shirt isn't there. Is there anything else I can get you while I'm here? Just let me know what it is. And she's like, no, I'm sick. I'm like, oh. I said, Elaine, let me, please, just think of something, anything. Just tell me what it is. <laughs> Nothing. I said, right, I'm going to try and leave, Macy's. It's going to take me 45 minutes to get out of here anyway. I never can get out. So he said, ring me if you think of that. Phone rings. And she's like, here, would you mind? Like, I know this sounds weird, but can you get me some Calvin Klein underwear while you're there? And I say, I'm just want them. I just want something to bring her home. She wants. So I was like, I'll do it. I've never, I'm never one of them guys go to underwear shop with the girl. Nothing like that. Not that cool at all. So I said, Roy, I'll go and get it. Took me about an hour with her on WhatsApp still to find where I get them. Then she has me there, have this, the fucking camera phone on. And she's like shouting in the middle of the place, not the roundy bras, the triangle ones, the triangle ones. <laughs> so I find, I find two triangle ones. This is the worst part. So I get the two triangle ones. And then she's like, show me the arse on the knickers. So I'm turning around. <laughs> right? That isn't the worst part, right? So she's like going, what size is this? Is the size, this is the size. And she's like, right. Take them out and hold them up against your waist there. So there's me, <laughs> underwear section of Macy's, the fucking camera on the ground, and me holding out a pair of knickers <laughs> over me waistband. Lads, all I can say is they feel like a dream. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is the levels I'll go to for a land. Most embarrassing situation in my life. At one stage, I turned the camera back onto myself, and she was like, were you in the sun while you were here? 
No, just sheer embarrassment, Lord. Just yeah. sheer embarrassment. Like, so, I don't know why, but I was thinking of the Father Ted episode. And that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. That is exactly what it felt like. I was dying, and there was. I walked into the Calvin Klein underwear section and nobody was there. By the time I got off the phone, there was like 50 people there all like looking at <laughs> and me. And were you like, successful oh. in the end? I got it done. I got it done. But Lovely. most embarrassing hey. thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And was Look, she happy? Delighted. She's delighted, lads. That's, some, PC, that's the main thing. That was the main, that thing. The main thing. What did Reggie so, get? Reggie, I didn't get him out. It just gave him love. Nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't bring back dog treats from America. They're not. They're exactly. Not you the can't standard. trust them. They can't not trust the standard. Them. Don't trust them Americans. How is Reginald this better? We went an entire podcast without asking. I, I apologize. For, uh, he's getting very humpy, uh, but I oh. mean, only lasts a couple of months usually, and he gets back to himself. But Has, my dressing gowns have have been have been uh, sacrificed to the god of Reggie. They're, they're, they're a soft material, Eddie. He has a massive hammer on him, though. Like this is the thing. Like yeah. I mean, his, it doesn't match the dog at all. His hammer. Is, <laughs> It's like the hammer of Thor on this tiny little dog. And when he gets his hair cut, like everybody says it. They're all like, the size of your dog's flute, mate. And I'm like, didn't get it from me. I'll tell you that yeah, much. How long is he now? Four? Five? Four and out. Four and yeah. out, yeah. Five in August. Yeah, that's it. He's probably only finding confidence with that red rocket now. You know what I mean? He has a board now, Bella. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. So hopefully she's not in heat because uh, we have not done anything to take care of that man's jizz. So if that happens, <laughs> it happens. Do you know what I mean? I'm not doing that. Would, I, would, it, would you do it to your mate? You can't do it to them. I'm not doing I, it to them. I, I did it to my I, dog. I, I snipped my dog. Oh, I had that's to. pressure. Yeah. I had to, man. Lupo was a fiend as a pup. I was like, when he hits adolescence, this is game over. Like he's... This is the worst, This is probably the worst Reggie's been since he was a pup, but we'll see what happens, you know? Yeah. It'll be way but, worse but, to but do it now, right? He already tries to get up and... He, well, pre, pre-snip, and when he was tired, he used to try and get up and people on their legs and all, but he hasn't done it since he's got the snip last November. It calms him down. Yeah, calms, calms Lubo had a, an inverted ball as well, so for medical oh. reasons, we had to get it done early. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, that's what I, I can remember just saying to the doctor. I was like, "Is there a medical benefit to this? Because if there is, I'll do it." Like, and they were like, mm. "A lot of people say there is, but the, like you know, it's not. There's no concrete." So I was like, "All right, fuck it then." My vet told me different, so I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, sure. It's di- exactly like if my vet told me different based on on the dog being a thoroughbred. He was a purebred. Oh, Eddie, Eddie, yeah, Reggie's not a, a thorough. Yeah. He's a more Yeah. Did you see the documentary dog. last night with your man with the flute grown out of his arm? Beggar, lucky bastard. On Channel Four, <laughs> your man had a flute grown out of his arm, and he he took his he took his jumper off, and all you see is just a flaccid flute. And does it work? Like I turned it off. I was like, I mean, what? does he get the excitement from? I, if it's I was say, I, I was on. It was one of those Channel Four documentaries. I didn't. When I seen that, I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You turned on Channel Four. That always happens on Channel 4. You turn it on, and there's a there's a, an actual broadcast where a fella has a flute on his arm, and at yeah. no point did you say, well, now I have to watch. You turned yeah. it off. I I would have been saying, off. The first question that comes to my head is, when he flexes, does it, you know what I mean? I gotta, I'm, just, I'm just trying to find the name of I it. I just want to know if, like, if it if it is as it sounds is the easiest masturbation tale in the world if it, if it does work yeah. do you know what I mean lucky I bastard I can't, uh, I can't find the name of it but, doesn't he have uh, to take his cacks off tell you <laughs> take his, it's on his arm the exactly. man it was on last night if you have a skybox go to it the man if you want to watch it the man mm. with a penis on his arm 
three men with new or replacement penises tell their story. Well, I w- I'm yeah. glad you said the name because we would have never have found it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right oh, to end the on that, lads. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Take a note of that one, kids. Google won't give you that. Actually, be careful how you Google that, actually, would <laughs> yeah. be the, the health warning I'd put on it. Uh, PT, uh, people who want to hear yourself, Chuck and Ariel, um, solve all the wrongs that are currently in the world of combat sport and MMA. Where can they tune in? We're actually full up at the moment. We don't want any new listeners. So, Fair enough. Uh, Seem, <laughs> seems reasonable. Seems reasonable. There's a cap, is there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you hit a million a week, they're just like, no, nah, mate, just stop. It's yeah. a headache now, but it, it's it's the Ringer MMA show. It's only on Spotify, um, and it's the the fastest growing MMA community in the world at the moment. As we and Lovely. we all met them on Friday night in the middle of Midtown of Manhattan, which was great. Well, not all of them, but a, but a sorted bunch of them. And um, you can catch my videos on MMA on Point dot com. Oh, sorry, MMA on Point YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I should have some stuff out on RTE this weekend as well, and sometimes the BBC. So keep your eyes out for that. RT this week. What have you got coming out on RT this week? Uh, Magic Moyles Price is fighting Anthony Pass on the PFL on Friday. Oh, well. Yeah, and RT yeah. want the coverage of that? Oh, yeah. Well, they want me, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, no, it's a great big fight for Moyles Price. Though. Imagine that. Hasn't fought since he beat Peter Quigley. Imagine him popping back up three years later and beating Anthony Pettis. It would be mental. Mental. Like, yeah. like Peter Quigley has fought for a world title since Moyles Price beat him. And... Now he's fighting Anthony Pettis. I think that's incredible. It is. It bad, is. If, if for some reason that fight falls by the way, so I PT, just pitch your underwear story to RTA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's better than any of the comedy shows that have produced in recent years. Um, so, <laughs> so, Meryl, if people want to uh, catch the previous episodes of this podcast, where do they go to, my friend? They can go to WTSPod.com or else they can go to any podcast provider and search WTSPod, um, podca- uh, Podcast Republic, Stitcher, Podbean, um, Podcast Republic, um, Apple Podcasts, anywhere, everywhere you can get a podcast. He's at Dan Joe Murray on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm at Merrigan Mania on Instagram and the Twitter. Can I just say, uh, Spotify, it sounds way better on Spotify, WTS, whatever reason, the best version to listen to it is always Spotify, in my opinion. Thanks. There you go. Thanks, PC. It's great because what I find is I bookmark it and it happens to pop up beside the ringer every week. Oh, that's so it. it, yeah. it you know, I get this flow of audio sensationalism that I enjoy, you know? Deadly. Always, just the sound quality on Spotify is outrageous. As far it as it truly is. It's also... It's, 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 it's the visuals, isn't it? It's the green and black just works so well. Like. It's everything about it. It's the Eddie Hearn of podcasting apps at the moment, I feel. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Get I, off his flu, will you? I, I concur. <laughs> I concur. Gentlemen, it's been nothing but a pleasure. PT. Talked uh, in a few months, so uh, PT, Dimples, uh, Carol. I love you, boys. I love being on this show. Thank you so much. Excellent. Until next time, lads. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Good week. <laughs>